six-pack double feature presents Pick 6, where the guys round out a top five list with one extra. Horror, sci-fi, crappy sequels, all the titles you know and love, plus beer. Tell us your picks, guys. It's got cop cars. <laughs> cop. Cop tires. Cop tires. Cop suspension. Cop brakes. <laughs> it's another movie altogether. Oh. Welcome to it, gang. Pick 6. I'm Travis. I'm... Nathan? Who the fuck is this guy? This, this guy here is my nephew. What's his I name? Know. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm Greg. I already cracked open my beer because I forgot. You did. Dumbass. I, I didn't chastise you for it. It's okay. Nathan, what are you drinking? Just some leftover Miller Lite right mm. now. I'm drinking some... Is beer... Is it ever really leftover or is it just... It's just waiting. It's until next time. Until yeah. next time beer. Until next time beers. Yeah. So I'm having an until next time PBR myself. <laughs> um... So, special episode. Uh, Greg is Nathan's nephew. Uh, for some reason, he likes the show. He asked if he could do uh, a couple pick sixes, so we said, sure. And you live in Chattanooga, right? Yes. And then we were ready to do it. And, and an then op- we had to wait six months. At least. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I wrote this a fucking year ago. It, it's very possible. Because we talked about having Senator Johnson in here, too, which that was yeah. a year ago. And we still need to do that. Yeah, so and, we were probably planning it at some time late last summer. I feel like it was still spring. So, Greg, what list did you want to do first? Uh, we're doing uh, action sequences. Did you have anything specific when you thought this up, or just general? It, it almost turned into like climax battles at the end of mm. big movies and stuff like that. Okay, so that's, you get the O face. Uh, oh, I got it. Okay, <laughs> you, you can choose either uh, uh, big fight sequences between two characters and like. Okay. Film. I found this one difficult at first because I would say they we I, I put mine down as action sequences for the most part. I think you and I are probably on the same yeah, page. But this was also did. hard for me because we've done shootouts, chases, fights. Um we've done I think fights two point oh. We've uh we've done a lot of those in, actiony yeah, stuff. A- actiony stuff that kind of falls all in those categories. So then it was like, all right, I need to go back to the well and there should be six easily there. Sure. Now, are there going to be six that people are going to know well enough or not? I think, yeah, I might oh, have yeah. one. I might have one, but all right, well, fuck it, Greg. Uh, it's your list. You're the guest. You go first. What's your six? So my number six is the final battle in Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Uh, which one is that? Uh, it is the That's, at World's End. Is it the third one? <laughs> That's the third. It's okay. the third one. It's a, It's like Indiana Jones trilogy. That's the last one that I recognize okay. as a pirates film. I didn't see that one. I think I, I definitely saw the first one. We've on. I re- uh, Curse I really of the Black like Pearl the is one. like something that everybody's seen, and because it, it was um, good, it stood alone. But yes, sorry, I don't um, mean to take it's like if you it. wanted to if you wanted to leave it there, then it's understandable. Right. But if you watch through the whole thing, you see Dead Man's Chest, and you see At World's End. This is the. Final climactic battle between the East India Training Company and mm-hmm. the uh, pirates of J.B. Jones and all of the other pirates in the movie. So like Yar. a free for all. Yes. Okay. But he it, showed it to me la- yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> These just two boats just line up, and the one in the middle just gets annihilated. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's cool. It, Turned into fucking splinters. Right. Yes. Cool. Basically, the final sequence. I can't remember the guy's name, but he's walking down the stairs, and as he's walking down these stairs. It's just exploding down. Like you can kind of tell where they set the oh, charges, charges. Yeah. in the special effects. Okay. It was funny because Lisa yesterday was talking about how it, her realist and her is going, <laughs> wow, not got this touched isn't, by one thing. <laughs> it's like this guy hasn't been touched by <laughs> one, one thing. fucking thing. <laughs> 
it, it's, it's a cool campy, shot. It's campy and cheesy, but it is it's it's insanely fun. And, sure. You know, Hans Zimmer is one of the greatest composers, and the music that he puts behind this this film and all of the other Pirates films, you can kind of hear it in his other films as well. But it's really, really good. So. Right on. Okay. That is my, that is my number I six. would love to say I'll check that out, but I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> that that's yeah. fine. I don't <laughs> intend to go, hey, you need to check this out because... Greg and I talked about the possibility of doing like... Um, he, he he was like, oh, Master Commander also has some really good ones like that. And those mm. are a little more realistic. Sure, sure, uh, sure. But yeah, that naval stuff is... But I'm not a big fan of Russell yeah. Crowe, so... Oh. That. <laughs> well, leading into my number six, here's a clip. Thanks for not. At my signal, unleash hell. Braveheart? No. Well, it's Russell Crowe. It's Gladiator. Oh. Well, and now, now that being said, I really do enjoy Gladiator. that movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry, Aussie fans. The, you all don't sound the same. I, uh, I could have sworn that was Mel Gibson. <laughs> Those first five or six minutes that open up Gladiator, um, where Maximus leads the Roman army against the, the Germanic tribes, is just that pure, brutal, like, battlefield adrenaline. And you get Hans Zimmer on, yes. on the score in there. Um, Again. Just in those few minutes, you learn how great a leader he is as well as a fighter. And, like, this is – I think this was very close to Ridley Scott at, at like, hit the height of his power. Like, at pe- now I wouldn't say necessarily peak form depending okay. on the film. Yeah, yeah. But it was really much, like, the height of his power because he did this and I think, Black Hawk Down, like, the next year. Um, so he was probably the most powerful – between like he, 99 he, you're, and you're like talking up Ridley Scott like he's a Marvel villain or something. No, but <laughs> I think that he's got a lot of hits, but he also has a lot of misses. misses. Yeah, he's 50 50. Yeah. yeah. As far as I'm His I'm His hits are really good, but then he's his also. His are like. Equally so. <laughs> yeah. He's shot. Talk yourself. about a dichotomy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I just never had any interest. You like movies about gladiators? <laughs> That's probably part of the reason right there. I, I totally get that. <laughs> one, uh, one of the things. That I like the most about that film is, you know, you don't. I don't see a whole lot of Roman films. You don't see a whole lot of like Roman battle tactics, and that shows one of the. Because I'm, I'm a big, you know, military buff, so I seeing like the big battle lines forming and charging towards each other at the end of or the beginning of that film, should yeah. I say, is a lot of fun. And it's really so, fun watching Russell Crowe getting his sword stuck in a tree after he cuts dude, some dude's head off. <laughs> He just rides into his horse. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 a really good way to open up that movie. You just you really get to know that character, but it just kind of you're just does the like, CG Ugh. does the CG hold up? Yeah, because there's oh. not a lot of CG. Oh, really? Okay. It's a it's lot more, of practical that they okay. yeah, used. A lot of the CG that they did in that, I think, was more <clears> of <throat> like the big opening landscape views of like instead Rome of, and, and instead of map like paintings. Yeah, and yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, they used a lot of like the big arrow machines and like the boulder launchers. Like I think they're called like the catapults or onagers that they right. used at the beginning of that film, oh, where it's sure. just launching huge boulders. Sure. And it's got instead of, instead of <laughs> yeah. instead of boulders, it's actually pots of fire. So he, they hit the trees and the fire explodes off the the, ba- the the trees. Yeah. So that is my number six. That's from Gladiator. Um, I chose the minecart chase scene. For my number six from Temple of Doom. Oh, okay. Because that's a fucking nail biter. It's yes. it's fun, <laughs> and it's a good for me. It's a good mix of practical miniatures, 
and then just action. Yeah. Like straight up just Because they aren't action. doing CGI yet in 84, <coughs> not really. No, so. and going back and looking at it now, you can, you can kind of tell. Like, you can oh, see the seams. There's, but... there's a miniature. There's a miniature. It was just, it's just more fun indie. Uh, what, what did you say? He's never really in control. He's always just like by the seat of his pants or yeah. whatever. Like, I mean, every he's very now, reactionary. He has moments, flashes of brilliance. Like when he sees the, ah, what's it called? When you switch the tracks. Yes. And he's like, oh, fuck, how do I... The big lever or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. that he hits. And he, yeah. gets, he tees it up with the shovel, and he gets ready, and then he, he cracks it, and he kind of has... A, he has a moment where he's like, okay, I've won. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. And he looks up, and the track's just fucking missing, and he <laughs> has to ramp it. Didn't they make a ride out of that? They, uh, th- Somewhere. Hmm. I'm not sure. So? It's possible. I know at, at Disney World they have like the uh, the stunt spectacular okay. that they do, Maybe but it's it. but it's uh, it's not Temple of Doom. They do uh, Riders of the Lost Ark. It's the they it's still the, do that. It's now. the plane. It's the plane scene where the they're fighting around the the big propeller and everything. Mm-hmm. They also do a couple of other like uh, sets, but that's one of the ones that sticks out because the guy gets shredded at the end of that. Indiana Jones <laughs> stunt spectacular. I yes. remember the um, the video game. Come game. There was a. Uh, a badass arcade version of Temple of Doom. They had the skating rink when I was a kid, and the minecart chase was hard as fuck. I can see that. Lucas yeah. Lucas always made his games hard. Yeah, like I don't know. I'm not sure why. Now the uh, the minecart chase from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, which actually, if you look behind you, I, f- I got two of the VHS from my parents when they were in town last week. I see. I don't know where my uh, Last Crusade is because I had all three. I got them all three the same night at McDonald's. Back yeah, because you had your mom come out once and yep. then your dad come out. Yeah. It was a beautiful Christmas Eve caper. <laughs> so you mean to tell me they were giving movies out back then? At you had McDonald's? to go you had to go buy like okay. a This holiday season, dash on down to McDonald's for your own original Indiana Jones videos. Just five ninety nine each with the purchase of any large sandwich all day long. Give the kids stocking stuffers that'll really bowl them over. Get an indie video at your McDonald's today for just five ninety nine each. The best price ever with the purchase of any large sandwich any time of day. Collect all three. Just stop by McDonald's and ask for today's video. But hurry, because everyone is going to want one. Boom, Christmas Eve, 1991. I, I got some, the fucking Indiana Jones trilogy on VHS. It was that, that's rad. Some, that's some bullshit, because all I got was like some you know, plastic toy in a Coke glass, maybe, if I was lucky. You still have that Coke glass? Yes, I do. Yeah. Quit complaining. So I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> What's your number five, Greg? Uh, my number five, uh, speaking of Lucas, is going to be uh, Return of the Jedi's Battle of Endor. Okay. Um, the uh, Basically, another climactic scene that I realized after I made the list is like, oh, yeah, I'm going, I guess, final climax. battle scenes. Climactic battle scenes. But the next one isn't. But you know, whatever. Um, <clears throat> you know, you get the you get the three different you know angles of the battle. You get the yeah. final battle between Luke and Vader, which is an, an amazing fight. And you know, you kind of see Luke's almost draw to the dark side at that point. And then you get uh, the you know get Lando's part with the Millennium Falcon and the fight against. The Good old in- vagina lips, <laughs> or Neod- was it Neod- Neod- <laughs> Neod- <laughs> uh, and the, the You know, it, it's a trap. Yeah. Oh no, that's Ac- Admiral. Yeah, Ackbar. That's Akbar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get Han and Leia on the planet fighting against um, the Imperial forces. Trying Potter. To dis- yeah. The all of the it's fighting with the army of teddy bears. Yes. Still to this day doesn't make sense to me, even though you know you don't I, like teddy bears. I don't like Ewoks. <laughs> Why? 
Because so it's like this is the imperial. This is the empire. This is stormtroopers. They're not supposed to be like you bash a rock against their head and they die. They're supposed to be able to withstand that kind of shit. But it's guerrilla. It's 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 like uh, it's a it's, it's guerrilla, guerrilla warfare. warfare. Yeah, yes. I'm just trying to say. Uh, As teddy bear warfare is I, what you mean. Right. I can't think of the word <laughs> allegory for Vietnam. Kind yeah, of. Eh, very, yeah, very, see. very loose. So like, the, they were Charlie this, is what you're saying. <laughs> so you're saying the Empire was? Well, I guess yeah, I guess they are. The Empire is America then. Kinda. I'm not trying to make a political statement, oh, but shit. But the Ewoks. So are, the Ewoks are Charlie. <laughs> There's Charlie. That's Charlie in the fucking bushes, man. I mean, it just shows like the the Ewok battle. It, I mean, sure, they're just Muppets, but it's. It just shows, like, you. no matter how fucking prepared you are, if you go into someone else's territory... I didn't think they were Muppets. I thought they were uh, little people in... Euphemism. It's a euphemism. Oh, okay. Remember in Clerks? All Jedi had was Muppets. And then, <laughs> come on, dude. How fucking savage are the Ewoks? At the end of the movie, they're playing the drums on the fucking heads of their victims. <laughs> come on. They're fucking savages. Yes. Yeah. And they, they've tuned them, and, too, because they're Toms. And yeah. they worship C-3PO. Sure. Lucas ruined the end of that film for me. When they did the special edition cut, because all they you see out is the song, and they yeah, they, all, they it. took out Yub Nub and, and they yeah. put in Hayden put... Christensen's face instead. Yeah, what the hell? What's your number five, Jerome? <laughs> My number five will go with Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade. Okay, it's uh, him trying to save his dad in the belly of the beast. That whole <laughs> that's sequence, a nail biter. That is yes. a nail biter. That there's always one of those nail biter scenes in all of the Indiana Jones movies. Of the three that we recognize in the studio. <laughs> there is no other after that. Um, right, exactly. Uh, <clears throat> I went with this one instead. Initially, my my absolute favorite is the one where uh, Indy goes after the Ark by chasing the truck from horseback and what then truck? onto the truck. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I'm making this as I go. <laughs> I fucking love that line. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it's it's great. It just the pacing is, is pitch perfect where the violence is brutal, yet it's still kind of comical especially towards the nazis when he fires the gun and shoots those three guys no, all at once. Well, i love that too. yeah what um, who edited that movie uh michael Kahn. it was it's spielberg's editor like master yeah 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 he's won like several editing awards for most of his films for uh rightly so yeah um that there's that final bit before you know they launch over but where he his bag gets caught on on that cannon and you think that he's gonna get like, rammed into that yeah. that rock wall or whatever Oh, it's more that, of yeah. him just like, oh shit, I'm in up to my ass, ass. and I don't know how to swim. And it's and he's just, he's just pulling it down, yeah. and you're like, he's, he's, he's not going anywhere, literally man. rocking a hard place. Yeah, how's he going to get out of this one? Me, I would take out my knife and cut the fucking strap of my Maybe bag of holding. <laughs> be fucking. Everything's going to fall out though. Fuck it. <laughs> you should have claimed it when we picked it up. I know. <laughs> so yeah, that's my number five is the uh, him saving his dad. He doesn't really save his dad. His dad, I mean, he kind of does. Sala saves his dad. Yeah. I'll just one get off of this thing. Actually, that's uh, uh, Denim Elliott. That's Marcus Brody. I'll just one get off of this thing. And gets elbowed (laughs) off. Uh, My number five is John McClane's fire hose bungee jump from Die Hard. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's such a nail biter. Because it's another another just like Indy. It's like, oh, fuck. Okay, okay. All right, he's got it. Oh, shit. He didn't. Account for the weight on the other end of it. Uh, uh, and then that, that thing, the big wheel just slides <laughs> down. Because he's all, that's that's like the penultimate. After that, that's when he gets yeah. the gun taped to him and he, yeah. that's like yes. the last little bunch of. It's just when, 
I, I, beating that John has to take before he, he he ends up. I love that because he kicks back and then just goes pop 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 just to blow holes into the window yeah. so he can slide through. Yeah. And then his face when the wheel drops down. Yeah. Oh. That, oh shit. Yeah. That'd be a good one too. Uh, pick six. Oh shit moments. Oh shit. Moment. Oh shit. Yes. <laughs> um. It's we we talked about it when we did Die Hard. He's John. It's just a, another. It's another example of the everymanism making do with what he's got, and then not accounting for one little bit of it at the end, yeah. and then having that to really having, heavy. having to fucking scramble to get out of the jam that he's gotten himself into by getting himself out of another jam. Uh, yeah, so John McClane's Firehose Bungee Jump. That's my number five. Greg, what's your number four? Okay, my number four is the beach landing in the beginning of Saving Private Ryan. I have seen that. It made me sick. That that whole I think I think it's like thirty minutes. Or yeah, so. it's a good 25, 30 minutes. Yeah, of, it does not let up, and you're no. like, "Good God, when is this going to be over?" From, from the jump of the guy, you get the pan back on the the boat, and the guy's throwing up, and you just know that half these guys, and even probably more than that, are I'll just, just drop gonna, that door, and then yes. half the guys just fall over. You're like. This was a poor and you know decision. it's to save yourself to <laughs> jump over the side and then you start to drown and yeah. then you get hit by bullets in the in, in the, the water. water. Yeah. Like what's yeah. gonna get you first? The water or the, or bullet the bullets coming through the water? Because oh, you know God. these guys have like 50, 60 plus pounds, pounds of stuff because they've got and charges and and they're ammo. still a good yes. what hundred yards from the shore. Which if, ain't if nothing that. fun on the shore for you. No. You get the barricades and more fucking Nazis, but. Yeah. And then you've got another couple of blocks before you even, I say blocks, but it's, you know, a good. Did you just use a gaming reference? We're using a grid pattern to. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Fucking nerd. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. You've got to. (laughs) Roll initiative. (laughs) I watched that. um, I was living uh, in southern Ohio for a bit back in the late 90s. And a dude, uh, back when you, this is how old we were, he rented a TV and a VCR and then like three tapes from this, this store. And one of the one of the tapes he rented was Saving Private Ryan. And he put it on. And I was like, dude, something's fucked up with the color. And he was like, no, nah, man, it's supposed to look like yeah, that. Yeah, he washed like 60% of the yeah. color out of that movie. So that puts your brain in a, put my brain anyway, in a weird, like trying to process it. And then the camera work is. All handheld. POV. Yeah. yeah. So it's purposely disorienting. Yes. And then this the fucking violence of it. The, cause the, the scene that always sticks out to me the most is where the kid is just sitting there and he's trying to pull his guts. his entrails back into himself sure. and he's yelling for his mother. I couldn't finish it. Like, I don't know. The, that's all right. The, the last end 40, of that, The 45 minutes of the end is just as intense. Yes. Um, and that's my... No, that's not my... That's not I, I literally had to go out. I told the dude, I was like, I, I can't watch any more of this dude. Like, it... Like it didn't disgust me. It just made, like like physically made me like motion sickness. Yeah, and I, mean, I couldn't. I, I couldn't. That. And I had to go outside and smoke a cigarette, which was the bad decision. But then I was like, I'm just gonna go. But do it's like else. when you have World War II vets when they went to go see this movie, and they say that has got to be the most realistic version. That of had D-Day. to trigger some sort of PS, PTSD, right? Yeah, because yeah, you would think <laughs> those dudes just brushed no, the, these were all off. these were all the uh, Pacific fighters, not the not the. You're not the European. Uh, right. Yeah, that's a good pick, dude. Yes, that's a good pick. That movie also sparked a lot of like World War Two oh, things fuck. that followed after that. For you mean the History Channel when it was turned Band into Band of the Brothers Nazi made before after. Yeah. I thought that after. was after. Tom Hanks took the baton on two things. He took from both from Spielberg. Yeah, he went Band of Brothers and then the Pacific, and then well, no, then he went. Oh. All space after Apollo thirteen. Yeah, because he also did the like, 
from the earth to the moon remember that skit on snl when it was they were parodying it and it was because uh, no moon stuff has happened in, in 50, 50 years. years so it was all low low earth orbit shit <laughs> and the title of it was from the from the earth to the space just around the earth <laughs> <laughs> And it's it just showed him doing it just showed him doing mundane shit, you know, like STS one fifty one, and they're just like, we're monitoring farts in space, <laughs> checking <laughs> shit off of a clipboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good pick, Greg. Yes. <laughs> There's no segue uh, dry or long enough to get from what is a slaughter of World War Two soldiers uh, to whatever yeah. your number five is going to be. But I've tried, goddamn it, and here we are. What's your number five, Nathan? Uh, it's number? the Chariot Race from the uh, Ben Hur, nineteen fifty nine. Uh, movies about gladiators. Uh, fifty nine. Okay, um, that's fucking intense. Regardless of whether you've seen the film, the Chariot Race is sort of like the granddaddy of the modern action sequence. It lasted nine minutes. It was it was kind of unprecedented for its time, and it became instantly iconic kind of changed the scale and scope of action sequences that you saw in movies after that. Who, who directed that? William Wyler. Okay. That was, I, I have nothing written down here that says that. I'm, I'm pretty sure I... Pulled that straight out of your ass, huh? Yeah, I've seen it enough. Uh, what I actually wrote down here, which was really interesting, a bit, a bit of trivia on that, was like the chariot race required 15,000 extras on a set constructed yeah. on 18 acres. I remember that. Of backlot. Um, at uh, Cinecita Studios outside of Rome. You ever ridden in a chariot? No. It's fucking rad. My dad Isn't has it? one. Uh, looks, looks like dangerous, rickety as fuck. <laughs> well, the one he had is you not know, as bad. It was built in the seventies or eighties, okay. and it's made out of steel. But he has like full on tires on it, and he hitched when I was I don't know seven or eight. Hitched a couple of our horses up to it and took it out across the field. He was having the time of his fucking life, man. <laughs> And I'll, just halfway through it, my dad just shouts, Ben Hur! And I was like, what the fuck, fuck are you, you talking, talking about? about? <laughs> now, unfortunately, I've only seen this movie maybe once, and that's with your parents. Yeah. It's one of those. It's, it's a, an acquired taste movie. It's, it's what? It's four hours long? Yeah, it's, fuck that. Yeah, it's long, and it's Charlton Heston at his uh, overacting best. Bring me my cherry. But, but that race sequence, it was nine minutes. It took them five weeks to film. And you got to go, we're going to film this for... Not five That's damn near a shooting nine. schedule for a movie. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> for a small movie. Mm-hmm. Very small. Yeah, but. Was that like, that would have been good on a pick six uh, list of epics. I would call, I would call Ben-Hur an epic. Yeah. Yes. It most definitely is. Yeah. He always looks so like surprised. Have, that's not that. I have to get my. I don't know. Oh, I'm looking at you. Is that what it is? Five, <laughs> as we record yeah, this, five. You gave me so much shit. Face. Five years we've been doing this. You look at me like. I'm going to open a beer in front of the microphone. It's not that. It's that I'm doing it right now. It took <laughs> me so, long enough. I was so doing it like I was doing it here. Um, we've talked about Midnight Run a bunch on here, but uh, my number four is the Duke's Plane Escape. It's been a little while. I need to go back and revisit that because have you seen Midnight Run, Greg? I have not. So De Niro's a bounty hunter. De Niro, yeah, De Niro's right. an ex-cop bounty hunter, and he's chasing Charles Grodin of all people, who is proves to be like the wiliest fucking yeah. Account you should check it out. It's it's like a I wouldn't call it a buddy film because De Niro isn't. Con- it's a buddy. It's a buddy cop film. Okay. But, um, he's uh, chasing Charles Grodin. Um, is he? Oh, he was like a. Wasn't he like a? He was a counterfeit. Uh, he was an accountant for a mobster. Mob. Yeah. yeah, and he was chasing him down for that. And Charles Grodin keeps trying to low-key get away from him. And at one point, he steals a crop duster. Okay. And it's 
fucking <laughs> it's Charles Grodin in the fucking plane. Clearly, someone else is sitting down in there stunt flying it. Oh yeah. But De Niro's hanging onto the fucking wing, and anytime you get, I don't like heights. Um, I also could have done the indie fucking get the plane up, Jacques. Yeah. It's basically that. Um, when, he, when, he, when he's running away from all the natives at the beginning of yeah. Uh, Raiders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very similar to that, except it's there's this running gag in the beginning of it when De Niro catches him. He sets up a really long con and a really fun joke. Um, De Niro catches him and puts him on a 747 to fly back to L.A., and he starts to freak out because he's afraid to fly. Oh, yeah. And he, like, to the point where they stop the plane on the runway and pull De Niro and Charles Grodin out of the plane, and he has to fucking... That's the setup of the movie. He has to get him back across country because he's terrified of flying. He did all that. He's not afraid to fly because he steals a fucking plane. <laughs> so yeah. he, he sets up the con and the joke. Tonight. Oh, God, it's a good fucking movie. Yeah. So yeah, uh, the Duke stealing a plane, flying airplane sequence from Midnight Run. If you've got, you've got the week off, right? Yes, you I should watch. You should watch. Show him that tonight. Yeah. It's a good movie. Okay. I think you'll like it. Uh, for Midnight Run. That's my number four. What's your number three, Greg? So this is my favorite Tarantino film. Can I say Death Proof? It? Is it no. Death Proof? <laughs> no, it's not going to be one that's the stupid one, but Django Unchained is my my favorite of all of Tarantino's work. I know my brother was more into uh, Inglorious Bastards, and I know you guys love you know Pulp Fiction and yeah. Jackie Brown and Reservoir Dogs. It's generational, I guess. Yeah. It, it kind of is. I never thought about um, it like that, but... But it's the the house battle at the close to the end of the movie, the bloody shootout. Yes, the the one where there's the <laughs> yeah. whole house turns fucking red at the end of that film, and uh, like there's there's just no music to it whatsoever. It's just nothing. Ooh, but, that's yeah. I've seen just, that movie once. Yeah, there's nothing but gunfire for I think it's like eight to nine minutes of just nonstop gunfight. Between and I just love you know those kind of Western films sure. where six shooters and they have to like you know pop the bullets out and reload individually and lock back up and start shooting again. I also like how they actually used like actual squibs. Like yes. there's it's it is bloody, <laughs> bloody as hell. In in my opinion, Tarantino has done <clears throat> in his later years what <clears throat> uh, Ron Howard and Spielberg and other great filmmakers have done. They've gotten away from the I'm gonna say quick fire, but. They've done more long, drawn-out think pieces in their older, in their latter days. Well, and Tarantino. Does I mean, he the, still does a lot like, of action and history. Yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm, not started, a, I'm not. I'm not. That started with the Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards. It was fun to see and Hitler that, get murdered like that, but. but I, and I could see that with Hateful Eight because that's a long, drawn-out film. Now see, I fucking love Hateful Eight. Oh, I, I do too. I didn't say I didn't. It's it's it's, just it's a Western, Western thing. Without aliens, yeah. Yes. <laughs> for, yeah. For for saying what I just said, that I, I basically what I'm saying is I don't enjoy his latter movies as much as I do up through uh, Kill Bill yeah. one and two. But I, fu- I I even I go so far as to watch the extended version of the Hateful Eight. Yeah. On Netflix, where it's like, it's four part broken out. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking. It, it, it was really it was well Snyder before Snyder did the Snyder cut. <laughs> sure, yeah. that shootout that you're talking about, it's almost akin to the shootout at the end of Taxi Driver. Yes, where it's this unflinching, just how much blood can I get away with? Yeah, and it's like, and one of the characters that you've grown fond of the entire movie with Christoph Waltz, and uh, he gets shot at the beginning of that sequence because uh, he kills Leonardo DiCaprio's character. And he just gets blown against the wall, and then Jamie Foxx just starts unloading on everybody. And the there's women in the middle of it, and it's just... It's, you know he originally wanted Will Smith to play Django? I could see that. I couldn't see that. Especially hey, after hey, Wild Wild West. That would have uh, been a bad idea. <laughs> I 
must have been a hey, bad. little small glasses and everything. <laughs> what does he say about the sunglasses when he puts them on? Like, who's a better black cowboy, Cleavon Little or Django? Sheriff Bart or Django? Who has more style? Time, time, time that they Cleavon existed. Little. Time that they uh, existed. Be damned, because they're both they're both cowboys. But Cleavon Little brings brings a brings a seventies with the fucking Gucci saddlebags. <laughs> Where the white women at? <laughs> but Django, he's got the he's got the specs, man. I don't got know the specs, and then, then he has that blue outfit that he wears through part of the movie. Yeah, uh, I love how he gets to choose his own outfit. I was like, wanting, I was wanting to use this. He, he this does to dress himself. He goes like, fancy. Yeah, yeah, he goes fancy. <laughs> I was wanting to do a clip for this, but there is a lot of are they curse words? Or are they racial epithets? Racial epithets. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going there. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. The house shootout scene at the end of Django Unchained. Yes, that's your number. What is that? Three. Yeah, that'd be your three. What's your three, Nathan? My number three uh, is the car attack in the movie Children of Men. Have you seen Children of Men, either of you? No? No. Um, So be brief. (laughs) It's They're trying to keep a woman safe. The the whole scenario of this movie is that um, no one's been able to get pregnant anymore. So there's Mm. something going on with the the biology of humans. Sounds like a good thing. Right. And so at some point they find out that someone is pregnant. And so he's trying to protect her and get her away into a a safe place. And there's one specific sequence where they get attacked and this camera just moves in and out of the car. Mm. And you don't see the brakes. It was shot in like three or four different setups. and Who directed it? um, uh, Alfonso... Uh, Curon. What year? 2006. Okay. Same director who did um, the third Harry Potter yes. film. The, a lot of the car pulled apart, so it had to be perfect timing oh. to move around. It's all one continuous take. It's spliced are... together to make it look. They had to do it like in three takes, okay. but it's spliced together where it doesn't look. You you can't see where like the seams are. I'm going to stop you real quick. Did you just switch from like a grapefruit thing to a Guinness? Yes, I You did. are a fucking savage. I am. You are a <laughs> Sorry, Nathan. That's, I could I, I, I couldn't I, I couldn't get past it. That's okay. No, it's all good. <laughs> I, I do that switch up quite a bit, and it weirds him out because I can go from a light beer to a dark beer. I mean, I, I guess it's almost shit. like having like a chocolate covered something. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I like chocolate, chocolate oranges. Do you brush your teeth and then immediately drink orange juice? No. Yes. Okay. Well, that's gross. So yeah, they car I'm attack a different with kind of breed. Children and men. What when you say a car attack? What are they? They is it just like. Kind of like yeah, a shootout? Yeah, they, they okay. are, uh, yeah, they're flanked on both sides, and you don't see it coming at first, and then just the way the camera moves around, it's very I know it's we unsettling, talk- but it's, 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 it's Is it as awesome. gorgeous as that continuous shot from that uh, episode of True Detective? Yeah, in a yeah, different I, way, but yeah. Yeah, I I, I, I forgot about that one, that one where he's raiding that one, uh, like, neighborhood or whatever. Yeah, and comes through the, the... He needs to pull someone out of there or something like that. Yeah, comes yeah, through yeah. the trap house. and Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Continuous shot from Children of Men. Mm-hmm. Cool. First time I saw Jaws, I was freaked out, and I was even more freaked out when they had the three barrels on Bruce, yes. the shark, and then he starts pulling the boat backwards, <laughs> and the water is bashing the transom, and it slowly starts the destruction of the orca. We're not here to talk about Jaws. We're here to talk about Jaws 2. No. <laughs> <laughs> no Jaws, I thought that was your Jaws gonna do. 3D. Oh. Yeah, I, I don't not even I don't even <laughs> like Jaws 3D. I can't even get there. I no. It's sort of the they've been kind of trading punches 
with the shark back and forth for and it's just been long enough since i've seen jaws i need to watch it oh wow it's before he's got to chop off the little cleats or whatever so it releases the boat yeah i mean that's that's a good that's a good high note because he comes around and he swings the boat around and then he catches uh not brody hooper gets uh, the rope goes yeah Uh, and he has to like (laughs) pop out and you're terrified he's gonna fall in the water yeah that's that's what a great set piece that was because it's I mean, the fucking shark's pulling the boat backwards. And it looks like he's eating the rope. Like, he's pulling it yeah, towards yeah. them. You're like, Cause oh the idea, <laughs> um, the idea of it is they put all the barrels on him to tire him out, and then they tie the barrels to the boat, and then they drag him to even further tire him out to kill him. That's how you, I guess, how you hunt sharks. Yes. Sounds terrible. Fucking... Yeah, they can't, they can't get away, and they can't go down far enough to get away. Yeah. Not, either way. I guess the shark is more powerful than an orca. <laughs> it is. But, yeah, that's so that's what starts the, I mean... You could almost cut the third act of Jaws into yeah. its own little movie, little beginning, middle, and end, and that's what sets up the third act of the third act of like the destruction of yeah, it really tears the orca, the destruction the of Quint, and the ultimate destruction of the the shark, the shark, the shark, <laughs> the actual main character of the film. <laughs> yes, yeah, Just the lead. I mean, it's the title of the goddamn movie. Yeah. So. so the the shark and the orca tug of war at the end of Jaws. That's my number three. What's your number two, Greg? So I actually sent you. Sam, can you hear me? On your left. So it just goes on forever and ever and ever, but you finally get the the infamous line if you're a huge Marvel fan of Avengers Assemble. Oh, the, is that like the money shot? Yes. Oh, it is okay. The, it is There's the, several money shots in that whole kind of thing. But it is the climax at the end of Endgame. Um, and if you're like me, where you've basically grown up with these films. I know the first one came out my my freshman year of high school. Um, and it is which continuous. was break my heart. What year was that? Two thousand and nine. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> so I was eight oh nine all yeah. the way to twenty nineteen. All the way to twenty nineteen to where it's the ten year anniversary, yeah. and you've stuck with this this slog of Marvel films and Marvel films and Marvel films, and, and it's finally that's a special thing, dude. Because we had just growing up, we had like Star Wars and indie, and that wasn't. It wasn't planned out like that, no. right? Like, that like they this took this whole universe. They took yeah, the time. They to took y'all for it. a fucking ride. Yes, and and you finally get this culmination of <clears throat> all of these characters that you have watched on screen for countless hours, and it finally turns into this just final epic battle sequence where you get who do they fight? Thanos. And um, they all just fight Thanos. Well, it's Thanos, the Black Order, and the Outriders. There's a whole bunch of nameless villains that you. Whatever happened to Adam Warlock? Because he was the fucking Infinity Gauntlet dude when I was coming up. Um, they're teasing him for Phase Four. Okay. So, uh, he might be coming in later down the line. So you might have another Infinity Infinity event. They're also talking about like Galactus and uh, Mephisto and characters like the that. weird shit. Yeah, the yeah. weird shit. Yeah, okay. So in Nightmare, those are the ones. Those are the Marvel movies I like. I like the weird side ones because I, I just. Well, it's like they had to lead off with. They had to show everybody, hey, we can do Infinity War and this and, home run. Nice and, job. Yeah, and it was one of the films that if you didn't see it in theaters, it was almost. I mean, a, and that ended 
that ended the arc, correct? Yes. Yeah, okay. it was three phases. Uh, actually, no, that wasn't the final end. That was not the end of the arc. It was uh, it followed up with uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Oh, that that's right, because he dealt the with the death of. Tony yeah, Stark. but it, yeah. but yes. but now it, it it ends it ends like it's kind of like an epilogue almost. It basically yeah. is okay. like if you begin with Iron Man and you go to Endgame, it's basically Tony's story from front okay. to back. So yeah. they're gonna do now they're gonna do like everybody else side stories, kind of mm-hmm. like Rogue One. Yep, kind of shit. Okay, yeah, you're waiting. You've been waiting that long for that scene, and the fact that their track record, like they've never really have they only they've only had a couple of. Misfires. misfires. And aren't they like, the Thor movies? Thor, the two Thor movies, The Incredible Hulk was kind of a misfire. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't With as Edward bad. Norton? With Edward I Norton. I fucking like that movie. I do too. And but a they lot went of in a different direction after they did that. Because he's a gaping asshole. <laughs> so and, they, I, and Iron Man 2 is not great. They're... But if they, if they whole, didn't have Mickey Rourke in it, then yeah, yeah it would have been fantastic. Thank you for yeah. saying Mickey Rourke. You just made my day. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Rourke. Mickey was... Rourke. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, it's like he I, does listen. <laughs> I told you I do. <laughs> it's just a great final send off. You've and, built up everything so well, and all of the movies really hit their mark and the batting average would have been like in, who was in the like architect the, of this whole kevin feige would be the okay he was uh, like the, the produced, penultimate producer, producer of everything that started it from the get-go. like he got but like, if you want to like give somebody the nod you would give it to rdj and you would give it to john favreau for the first iron man favreau film. for sure but like so kevin feige 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 he he got like what like real fucking high on mushrooms and thought I can fucking do this if you all just he got the money from Disney. He's like I can do it did. right. Okay, and when you, you know me, what if you give me right. the if you give me the reins I will I will show you how to make Marvel Cinematic Universe. What's your number two, Nathan? <laughs> uh, I picked a scene out of the second Sherlock Holmes movie called Game of Shadows, and I kind of showed this one to Greg the other day. And you know when we talked about um, Hard Target and how kind of pedantic i get when it comes to movies being shot purposefully with slow motion and when they don't shoot it purposely with slow motion well guy Ritchie masterfully stitches together this sequence that intercuts between like normal 24 frames per second boxing scene uh no he does it a lot in some of his things but this one kind of culminates in the second movie where they're running out from this artillery uh, I they're trying to. I thought you were going to say R two. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I just went there. Sorry, yeah, that's okay. No, they're running away uh, and to a train, and they're running through this forest, and these Germans just load up their guns and start firing, and it just destroys these trees, and you just see the shrapnel. Fucking because Germans. Of all, yeah, I know they're bastards, and it's not even Nazi Germans, so you can't even bet. Yeah, the they, Nazis. they're it's not the, even Nazis. It's the, it's the pre it's the proto Nazis. Pre World War One Nazis. Yeah, <laughs> they're just Krauts still. You know, <laughs> it's the German Empire or whatever it was, the Hunnic Empire. Um, what it does though is it intercuts between uh, twenty four frames per second with extreme slow motion that accentuates the brutal violence and near death misses with Sherlock and Watson and this group of gypsies that are running to this train to uh, narrowly escape death in the process and it's just the slow motion work in the film is done so well that you you really see how much it's shot it vi- in slow motion yes yeah. it's shot and in that super high frame rate so when they can pull it back you really get to see how this are you saying how things are fall apart are you saying guy Ritchie is a better director than john woo 
No, not necessarily, but they're sometimes on par John for Woo each other. John Wu did face-off, oh. so yes. I'll give Because I was going to agree with you if you said that. <laughs> uh, I'm not a huge fan of John Wu. Uh, I know you were shitting on Hard I, Target. No, yeah. John no, I Woo- wasn't shitting on Hard Target, but it was just over-excessive with the slow motion in that movie sometimes. Yeah. Sherlock and, and Watson running from proto-Nazis is your number two? Yes. Is that your number two name? Cool. Are you done? Did yes. you say all you needed to say about I it? I did. Okay. Have you guys seen, <laughs> have you guys seen The Hunt? Yes. Um, have you seen The Hunt? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, it was kind of controversial. Like The NRA got it shut down because they... Don't like left-wing crazies that were doing it's it? Such a good, they, it's such a good twist. It, it is. Oh, man. Anyway, okay, you're, you're led to believe that this is a fucking anti-gun movie. Okay. I'm not, we're not taking a stance either way on it. We're not gonna, we don't get into that shit. But at the end of the movie, spoilers, it's a bunch of ultra-liberal people that are hunting down ultra-conservative people or people that they thought are ultra-conservative or idiots or whatever. Yeah. And the opening scene of it is they've they've just kidnapped, drugged and kidnapped all these people and they let them out of boxes and all they see is like a cargo container, shipping crate full of like this awesome weaponry and they run up to get it and they're, they're all confused. They're like, like, what, what the, the fuck, is, wait, going what the fuck is going on? It's like... It's kind of like Hunger Games. Kind of. Like yeah. 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 But you just wake up. <laughs> wait, no, yeah. I think I have seen... Is it Betty, like, Betty I think Gilpin. I've seen like bits and pieces of yeah. this now that you're saying... Is that Betty Gilpin? That Betty Gilpin's in it. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. plays the lead. Nobody has names. Uh, there's... Uh, it's a really good like late night B movie. Yeah, it's a great but, it's but, a great fucking B movie. Yeah. You would dig it, dude. Anyway, so they're all they all wake up and they're out <clears throat> kind of trying to figure out what the fuck's going on and they just start getting mowed the fuck down from you don't know where. They're all they're basically being hunted. And they're well, they're literally being hunted, hence the name of the fucking movie. But I fucking hate Emma Emma Roberts. She's just known as uh Blue Jumpsuit, I believe. And she gets fucking I didn't. I didn't like her in any of the. Oh, it's Hillary Swank's also. She's the lead. yeah. She's the leader. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it's that fucking. It's just that opening. It's kind of akin to Saving Private Ryan. It's just like this random carnage. All of a sudden, fucking somebody's head explodes, and you don't know where it's from. And I remember watching it. Like literally, Jamie and I. It was like super controversial, and we finally. It was going to be um, uh, theatrical, and it got shut down. And then Amazon got it, and we were watching it. And it was right before the pandemic. It was too, so right. Like, it was about a year ago yeah. that I watched it, and. The scene opens up and it's uh, Emma Roberts. And I was like, I fucking hate Emma Roberts. And she says like two fucking lines and then her head explodes. And I went, yeah, I love this movie. No fucking Emma Roberts. Awesome. I mean, good good luck to her. I hope she lives a long, healthy, fruitful life. I don't want her to die, but her fucking character, it was very satisfying. Betty Gilpin, though, it plays a fucking badass. Yeah, she's a badass in it. And what's what's so fun is not to spoil the movie, but it's it's a mistaken... Not a mistaken identity, but they they get the wrong, they capture the wrong. Yeah, they capture the wrong, the wrong Nathan J. Eddy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you, weren't you the one that? It literally comes down to like, weren't you the one that posted this? No, nope, I didn't post I that. Didn't post yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, that's right, because they were picking on those that were posting shit about social media about guns or some stupid yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, and they basically they they kidnapped the wrong they kidnapped the wrong person, and she's like a uh, uh, like former special ops or. Something. She's a yeah. she's a combat vet. Yeah, and, <laughs> and knows her shit and fucks Hillary Swank up. It's great. It's also fun that, that Hillary Swank's had this great fucking latter day career. Like, have you seen um, I Am Mother? Not yet. No. Have you I've seen it? Greg? I've heard I've of heard that. Of it. Heard of it. It's good. It's a little long winded. Um, I liked it, but I like I like dark, depressing sci fi. Anyway, the uh, the opening slaughter scene from The Hunt. That's my number two. It's kind of like the, this whole 
where the hell are we thing, and it ends in carnage. That's my number two. Greg, what's your number one? me till she started talking and i realized it was return of the king right yeah yes yeah. <laughs> i've seen it actually uh once once the the three-hour fucking theatrical i saw once uh so so you have not sat down and watched all of them back to back to back i did actually did you okay yeah, uh, we talked about it uh in uh, a future episode i guess depending on when this airs uh it ended up being Failed recommendations, letdowns, uh, and um, it's okay that you're wrong. I watched it's a matter of opinion, man. I watched the entire fucking trilogy one weekend, and I I've wasted a lot of weekends in my life, Greg. <laughs> None I regret more than the weekend I watched the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy. And you've lost like two fans now. <laughs> you can't lose. Those. I, I said I said in the episode they're fucking. Gorgeous movies. Yes, like, I love long... Peter Jackson's look. I just don't care for that material. Well, and this, what's funny is that I have never read the books. And same. And it's maybe it's that's why my, I don't care. It's one of my most favorite uh, films to watch. It's like if I'm having like if I'm a like if I'm sick as a fucking dog, I will sit down and yeah, pop in. These were kind of your generation's Star Wars. Because they yeah, came out. Yeah, I when, guess. Yeah, because they they rele- But it's like I was when the first one released. I was four. <laughs> no. I saw Return of the King opening weekend when I was I think seven or eight, maybe nine. Yeah. Uh, this song, this scene for it's like the penultimate battle at the end. No, of the movie, it's, right? it's the second to final battle. You still it's have the one second more. to final. Yeah, because the, the one after the that? final battle is the battle of uh, the Black Gate. Oh, I thought with the, uh, uh, the remaining. I of, thought it was Gollum and Frodo and biting the finger off. And, well, I guess and that would. The, <laughs> I guess that would be technically the final battle. But trying no, to throw uh, the uh, ring like in Mordor with the. I guess this is the final uh, one of the final army battles because. Am I going to play two nerd alerts in this episode? Is, is that going to is that going to happen? Uh, no, that's fine. Contaminated. <laughs> but the the music in this these these movies is still one of the music that i still put on like and you say <clears throat> i actually knew a girl back home she left the radio station to go to new zealand to work for peter jackson that's cool really? like she was uh she was a uh, uh she was a recording major an audio uh, audio technician mm-hmm. and she was cool as fuck uh marie ebbing was her name she was really cool really cool lady um, she just graduated. She was working like this reception at the radio station, and we actually ran an ad on the air. She voiced it and everything. So, um, so one of the cool to go work for Peter Jackson. One of the on cool little bits of trivia for this that I that I still I don't even have to look up. I know just from heart from watching the, not only the extended edition, but but <laughs> they they only had seventy seventy to one hundred to hundred horses. Or actually, no, I think it was like 
150 horses to work with. Was it all the horses in New Zealand? Pretty much. <laughs> it was, they had farmers. Gene, is that right? They had farmers come from all over the country and they dressed them for a day and they lined them up and went, okay, now charge. <laughs> Nice. And they had Bernard Hill was like, well, I want to do like a little bit of a, a say piece at the beginning of this. And and that's that's what they left in the movie. Uh, is that little, who's he? Who's Bernard Hill? Um, He's the it's like if you ever seen Titanic, he's the captain of the I ship. I've seen Titanic. Um, yes. <laughs> I always forget he's the captain of the girls Titanic. will make you do dumb shit. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> nobody's going to argue that anything he's he's. It was the Whether one I like these movies or hate these movies. Oscars yeah. for it was. The, oh, yeah. Where they clean sweep the entire Oscars that year. It's fine. It's not I, I know I'm in the minority, and that's okay. It, it's it's fine to not like something. Again, long winded, but it's Lord of the Rings, so there's no way to not be uh, long winded about a journey of a guy who needs to take a ring and destroy it. Yeah, I got a hammer. We and, got three books. <laughs> we got a three big deal. I, I got a hammer in a driveway. I can fucking break your ring right here. <laughs> they tried that back in the beginning. Oh. What's your number one, Nathan? Okay, so what do you need? Besides a miracle, guns. Lots of guns. Neo. No one has ever done anything like this. That's why it's going to work. It's like a lead up to an action scene. Yeah. But the entire sequence starts with Neo asking for guns. <laughs> and then you just see Neo and Trinity walk their badasses through that rotating door and raid that federal building. Well, you hear this song playing like Spy Break by the Propeller Heads. Propeller, I was going to say Dust Brothers. Yeah, that, that lobby shootout. Oh my God, dude. They lay waste to the guards and then they riddle the entire lobby with bullets. And that, that lobby must Running have been made of like granite and, shit. and, yeah. and concrete. Um, the same dude that rented Saving Private Ryan and the TV and the VCR, mm-hmm. he rented this movie. Oh, man. as the first time I saw the Matrix. Yeah, the only good Matrix. The, movie. Yes, the only, only good good Matrix, Matrix movie. Reloaded wasn't terrible, but it wasn't Revolution bad. <laughs> no, it just got perpetually worse. That was what the, the, sucked it about. Fell off after the first one. Yeah, Have the Wachowskis done anything. Worth a fuck since then? No, not really. Uh, they're planning on making a fourth movie. Yeah, that's going to be terrible. I'm sure it is, because the other two weren't that great. <laughs> so why not make another one? It is is a uh, is it a response to Keanu Reeves going to be in yeah. the new oh, one? Oh yeah, he'll, it's all we're all we're just in. You want to here's a fan service. Here's here, a weird man. tidbit of trivia. Uh, Will Smith was going to play the lead in this movie, and then he chose to do Wild, another movie, Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West. He made the right choice. <laughs> Keanu Reeves made the right choice. Like I'm second. And okay. I love how Keanu Reeves has had like a career resurgence as of late with the John Wick films. Yeah, those he loves good. those movies, dude. He loves playing with guns. I the love, John Wick movies John are Wick really is, good. Never seen them. Straightforward action kind just, of things. I'm just. It's I, not your I, bag. That's not your bag. But man, like, they are really. Didn't he also play in like 47 Ronin or something like that? Like a rehash he, of the like the old. Yeah. Something that sounds familiar. Yeah. The, the Matrix, I, I like the Matrix because it was a fresh and different thing. Yeah. And then it started this modern action thing, and I don't fucking care for it. I don't care for the modern action, action thing stuff because it's all just ripping off the Matrix. Yeah. What's fun with this one is you have that whole shootout, and then they get to the rooftop, then they have to, then you realize, oh shit. 
he can move like an agent. I've never seen anybody move like that before. And then they, you know, dodge this and he shoots the guy in the head. They get in the helicopter to go save uh, Morpheus. Morpheus. And just that helicopter crashing into the building, and you see those ripples, and then bullet time. Wachowski's introduced us to bullet time. Oh, yeah. it was so fucking good. So good. Really, you could have picked any number of scenes from The Matrix. I had that written down here when I said action sequences at the beginning uh, on my notes. This is definition, part of a movie with a lot of action, especially fighting. Example, The Matrix has some amazing action sequences. <laughs> Well, it's like I, I you got it here first, folks. Right. <laughs> I, I had uh, Matrix on my list before, and I dropped it. I, I decided. Which one were you going to go? with? I was going to go with the Agent Smith versus Neo final battle in final the hallway. Fight. Yes, yeah, yeah, that little train. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it when uh, when uh, the Smith gets confused. Like this isn't supposed to happen. Yeah. What? This is not in the program. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the uh, the robot chicken when they're trying to uh, recast uh, Mulder? Oh god damn it! They're trying to recast the X Files, or we're trying to recast Mulder, and <laughs> they've got Mister T. Okay, <laughs> and they've got Neo. Okay, I don't remember what he says, but it's like uh, scene two, take one. That's right, Scully. It's a, it's a hippo. It's a hippocampus. Uh, this isn't this kind of server, bro. Yeah, and then he goes. <laughs> he says the whole line. Yeah, but he, it's a, it's a hippocampus, dianthus. Somebody does a. Somebody does a. <laughs> and he laughs at the end, and the, but Mr. T is like, "You're damn right, Scully. Pull it up, Mr. T. Screen test, take one." So you're telling me we're dealing with a sort of missing? You damn right, Scully. Missing link between the bugs and the humans. Talking about bad for the kids. Don't pay me for no dimmer job, fool. Whatever you say, man. So <laughs> the bank lobby, it's the lobby shootout, shootout. From the original Matrix, that's your number one. That's my numero uno. My number one, have you seen Lone Wolf McQuaid, Greg? I know you have. Mm-hmm. The Central American karate gunfight shootout battle extravaganza at the end. Uh-huh. Okay. That's my number one. Like, it's the... I... It's the Chuck Norris movie for me. Like he's the most Chuck Norris, Chuck Norris in this movie. He's the most Chuck Norris, Chuck Norris. He got ever Chuck Norris. So when he did Walker, Texas Ranger, he got sued by the company that did Lone Wolf McQuaid because they thought he was ripping it off. Yeah, he's like, really? they, they sued him. <laughs> Same as CCR. They sued him for sounding or being too much like himself. It's like, it's, <laughs> yeah, he's Chuck Norris, dude. He's not doing. He's playing a Texas Ranger again. And so they're going to sue him. Yeah. They must have been hurting for some money. So. I'm not a huge fan of him as a person, but. Like, come on, man! Why don't you sue the most, like the strongest man in the world? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come on! It's so he fights David Carradine. He fights okay. Bill. Uh, he kills Bill. Uh, he retrieves his daughter, who is what's her fucking name from Friday the Thirteenth Part Three? The girl from Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. She had a big year in '83. She was in Friday the Thirteenth Part Three in Long Long It was and, all downhill from there, and that was about it. <laughs> <laughs> But they, they so they they get into Central America just to retrieve this one Texas Rangers fucking daughter. It's the uh, the DEA, the Texas Rangers versus like this drug cartel. I'm just going to say ambiguously Central American drug cartel. Okay. Probably, yeah, that's the easiest way to go. That's the nicest way to say it. Yeah. Led by David Carradine, mm-hmm. and they have this. The whole movie builds up to them fighting out in the in the street. It's kind of like a karate western too, but in a it bad is. way. And there's like explosions the and shit, like these Vietnam-era helicopters blowing shit up. 
I enjoyed it. Oh, it's a great yeah, fucking movie. I enjoyed it when you let me borrow it. Yeah, I did. Have you seen it just the one time? Correct. So not it's, like, not, it's not a Christmas day? No, it's not a Christmas day movie for me. It's not a rainy day movie? For Apparently for Travis, it's either a Christmas day movie or an any day Have movie. Have you guys done that as a pick six yet? A rainy day film? I don't know. I think no. so. I don't think so. I have learned that most of my list has not held up against what you guys have brought today. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Though. And I'm okay with but that. But it's nice <laughs> the fact that none of us have crossed over onto any of the yeah. other lists. I thought we will. I feel like we are going to in the next one that we, we do. We That's will very, on yeah. the next list you brought, Greg. Because all told, all together, you think we're all going to have 18 different like heist, heist movies? movies? <laughs> Spoilers. We so, probably won't. Good episode, good times, fun. Greg, we've clearly mentioned it. You've got another one uh, that you picked, Heist Movies. Yes. We'll get to that next at some point. Give us a like, give us a rate, give us a review. I want a t-shirt. We'll get, we'll get Greg a t-shirt before he goes. <laughs> want one? What's the size? We've got all sizes left. I'll have right. to dig it out. All right. Let me do that because that's, that's a Jenga <laughs> puzzle up there that I need to solve. <laughs> you personally have to get through. Um. So... As we're doing this, uh, I guess the next one we'll do, we'll throw heist movies out there. Greg will be back for that. You guys come back for that. In the meantime, stay off the moors. Pick Six is a Clopec Media production. Like and follow them at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or buy a t-shirt and sticker at sixpackdoublefeaturepodcast.com. And wherever you pick six, pick six responsibly. You damn right, Scully!